Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. Happy Purim and happy St. Patrick's Day. Let me give you a little more that I learned about Purim uh, by listening to Yael Eckstein's podcast. She said that according to the directions laid out by Esther's uncle Mordecai in Esther chapter 9 verse 22, they are instructed to observe these days as days of feasting. They are to give presents of food to one another. They celebrate with a festive meal to acknowledge God's miraculous salvation, meals with friends to increase fellowship and charity in order to embrace the poor. The book of Esther is read aloud in the synagogue for everyone to hear. And uh, it's a custom to bring a special noisemaker. And every time Haman's name is read in the story, you get to make noise with the um, noisemaker or say boo. Because Haman was so evil and they didn't want to even hear his name. And it's a favorite holiday for kids because they get to go, uh, they get to dress up in costumes and they get to bring treats to friends and receive lots of candy from their friends. And um, the custom is also to wear a mask. She said that we wear masks and dress up because the story in the book of Esther is all about how things aren't always the way they seem. God's hand is hidden. Let's listen to today's reading. We're still in chapter 9 of Esther, verse reading verses 26 through 28 in God's Word translation, and it reads, So the Jews call these days Purim based on the word Pur. Therefore, because of everything that was said in this letter, both what they had seen and what had happened to them, the Jews established a, established a tradition for themselves and their descendants and for anyone who would join them. The tradition was that a person should never fail to observe these two days every year as they were described and at their appointed time. So these days must be remembered and observed in every age, family, province, and city. These days of Purim must not be ignored among the Jews, and the importance of these days must never be forgotten by the generations to come. Again, it's Esther chapter 9, verses 26 through 28 in the God's Word translation, which gives it a title, The Festival of Purim, instituted by Esther and Mordecai. I'll be back with prayer and insight first and then prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Esther chapter 9, verses 26 through 28 in the God's Word translation. The the narrative 
has given us the name of the festival, which is Purim, and the narrator also connects the name of the naming of the festival with Mordecai. And we learned that again, it was named Purim because Haman used lots of Pur, P-U-R, to decide what day to annihilate the Jews. And Matthew Henry said, it is to be observed by all the Jews and by their seed and by all such who ha that have joined themselves to the Jewish nation. The observance of this feast is to be both universal and perpetual. So those who convert it must observe it in token of their sincere affection to the Jewish nation and their having united interest with them. It is to be observed as a memorial of the great things that God had done for his people so that the memory of it will, would not ever perish, not from their memory or from, for generations to come. When Esther, in peril of her life, came before the king, he repealed the edict. This also must be remembered that whenever the feast is observed and the history is read, it's going to uh, tell of her of her service. It's told as a memorial of her service, of the sacrifice she gave. Because again, she could have died. It was in, it was at the peril of her life that she went before the king uninvited. And of course, Matthew Henry always has something cute to add. He said, good deeds done for Israel, for the Israel of God ought to be remembered for the encouragement of others to do the like, to do the like, do likewise. God will not forget them. And therefore we must not either. And he continues a day of cheerfulness, a day, a day of fast feasting and joy, not fasting because they had done their one day, their three day fast. So this is a time of cheerfulness, cheerfulness, feasting and joy. A feast was made for laughter. So when God gives us a cause to rejoice, should we not express our joy? And of course we do. It's also a day of generosity sending portions one to another in token of their pleasantness and mutual respect. And it helps to knit, uh, knit together that common cause, that common danger, that common deliverance that brought them so much closer together in love. And friends have their goods in common. And it's a day of charity, sending gifts to the poor. It is not just our kin kinsmen or uh, rich neighbors, but we send tokens to the poor and to those who are, who just need it. Those who have uh, received mercy must, in token of their gratitude, show mercy, and there um, never, uh, there never wants occasion for they're always going to be poor with us. Sometimes even when I try to rewrite Matthew Henry, I miss some of it. But anyway, Thanksgiving and almsgiving should go together. And that way we can always rejoice and bless God. When we bless one of God's children, we're blessing God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that as we take a bird's eye view of the 10 year period of what happened in the book of Esther, your plan was revealed and is revealed and it's organized and perfectly uh, choreographed. 
And then when we think about when we are in, uh, when we're facing challenges, when we're facing difficulties, when we're facing uh, situations that we don't understand, we thank you, Father, that sometimes we do feel abandoned, but we know just from reading Esther that you are there. You are orchestrating. You are organizing. You're putting things in place for our good. And we thank you for that, Father. There are many times when we reach the point where when we look back and, and look at how we made it over, we can see that you were guiding us every step of the way. We can see that you were in control and that your plan is perfect. And Father, as we continue praying and begging for the war to end between uh, Russia and um, the, the people in the Ukraine, and get, um, oh God, we're praying, we're begging, we're fasting. We are on our faces for the people there. As we listen to the horrific events, God, we cry out to you to have mercy, Father. Let there be peace in that area, Father. And I know there are places in Afghanistan that are still begging for your, for your, um, for your hand. God, we know your word can reach anywhere. So God, for all of us who have podcasts that are just breaking barriers, let your word come out. Let your word go forth. And God, we say right now to those who need Jesus as their Savior, accept him in your heart right now. And he will. I'm not saying that things will be perfect instantly, but you will have that peace that comes from having Christ as in your life and having the Holy Spirit as the your paraclete to go aside you. And we praise God right now in the name of Jesus, praying for peace, Father, in everywhere where there's conflict. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.